welcome back to the Tea and a Buddy podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Erica. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about American myths and legends. Yes. Myths and legends from the United States of America. Um. These here United States. There were a lot when there I looked them up. There was a lot, was there? I thought there was only one. No, there were a lot, but I was trying to find ones that I was familiar with. <laughs> And there were a lot that I've never heard when of. I, when we did the British Myths and Legends one, which you can look back and listen to, mm-hmm. and go back and listen to, yeah. um, there was a lot, you know, the Cornish Piskies. Oh, yeah. Cornish Pixies. You know, they were kind of like ones that I'd heard of. Mm-hmm. And there was some that I hadn't heard of. And I was just like, oh, these are all like Cornish legends, mostly. You oh, know? yeah. I yeah, mean, there's yeah. A, lot, a lot of Scottish ones in there, too. I mean, you know, Loch Ness being the most famous, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there was a lot that I'd never really heard of. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there were so many. <laughs> there were so many that I've never heard of. And, I mean, you know, the United States is a big area. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. obviously, you know. It's massive. And, and there's a lot from, like, um, that date back like colonial times you know so there's a lot well, up yes. in, the, in the original colonies and there's a lot like sort of in the midwest america and i don't I know guess i just was come from like i mean the colonial ones they were stuff that was brought over from europe you know maybe and then someone decided oh there's you know yeah there's, there's... i guess so um I'd be curious for you Americans listening to let us know um, on social media, wherever wherever you follow us. We're on all forms of social media. So all take forms. your pick. Yeah. At T-Buddy, T-E-A-B-U-T-T-Y on Instagram, Twitter, yes. and Facebook. So I would be curious for you to contact us on your choice of social media and let us know um, – some myths or legends in your area. I, I that might have been interesting had we done that before we started recording this podcast. Maybe if, that could be it for another podcast. Down yeah, the line. I mean, we can talk about you know your uh, experiences, yeah, ghost stories and whatever. You think, know. Yeah, well, when we originally talked about doing um, these topics for a podcast. I had in my head. I, I think I mentioned it in the British. Yeah, in the British version. Um, that I was thinking, like urban legends. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to really think like about kinda, that kind of stuff. You know, like it's kind of hard to sort what's an urban legend like, and what's well, a well, like I can remember story, and you know, like like I can remember when I was a teen. Were you like the Bloody Mary thing? Is that does That's, that exist in Britain? Where you look in a mirror and you say Bloody Mary three uh, times, yeah, and then it sounds familiar. She shows up or whatever, and yeah. You know, um. And I think that a, yeah, I think that I think that probably originated in the UK. And then there's another one like if you stop on train tracks and turn your car off, that you can feel your car rocking, and then once you start your car again and go, you'll see handprints on the back of your car if your car is like dusty at all. Where they because what on any train track? Yeah, I I don't know, but so just people were supposedly killed. <laughs> People were supposedly killed on every railway line yeah. ever. Well, that's like their urban legend, isn't it? Mm. You know, their car stopped. Their car stalled on the train tracks and a train was coming and they got out. The whole family got out of the car. You can see the little kid handprints in the dust and everything where they were trying to push their car over the train tracks and go. But then, of course, they were all killed. Oh, so if you go that, that and sounds you turn like a your... very specific story <laughs> to one town. 
It's like I can see how that would be, but the way you made it sounds like, oh yeah, you know, if if anybody, you know, if you if you got um, stalled. It's a specific the... story, but is it true? That's what makes yeah. it an urban legend. It's like, did that oh, ever that happen whole family anywhere? Stole their car here in nineteen. 19- because urban five yeah 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 but it's like but urban legends if you look into them deeply enough they're sort of like um not like not like moral stories but they're sort of like a story where you're supposed to learn something yeah where you're a fable where you're supposed supposed to learn something like like learn a lesson, like I don't know, don't drive over train tracks. <laughs> I don't know what the don't lesson is. Don't drive over train to be tracks because you might have greasy handprints on your car from the kids. It's not grease. It, the car was like Dust. dusty, oh, you know, the, and you can. The see car the, is dusty. Oh god. Anyway, that was the kind of thing that I was thinking. So when you busted out all the like pixies and fairies yeah. and all of that, I was well, it's like, like oh. a ghost story that is to me sort. What mine? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like a ghost story. It's like, oh, I went in a house, and and you know, if you feel a hand on your back, that means it was Bloody Mary, and she was in the room with you because yeah. she used to put her hand on someone's back. Yeah, back I guess so. And I guess she put her hand be... on someone's back, and then she died. But 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 we consider them urban legends anyway, because it's a little bit like it's based yeah. on something that supposedly happened but it's a little bit like did that thing ever really happen or did someone just make mm. that up you know <laughs> um anyway so i was trying to when i was doing this research not only find myths and legends that i was aware of but also things that sort of fell in line with the types of things yeah. you were mentioning sorry guys there's an airplane flying over <laughs> Low right <laughs> flying airplane overhead right now. Um, I don't know. I don't ever know if you guys can hear that kind of Sometimes, stuff. I mean, mic. we've got the fan going because it's two hundred degrees outside. Yeah. Um. So if that is popping up, I'm sorry. I've tried to do uh, post production stuff mm. to like lessen Minimize the noise, the... and so you can only hear our beautiful voices. <laughs> lucky um, you. Lucky you. And well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you can hear it. I mean, once we get much better equipment, we're, you know, and we. Much better equipment. Much better equipment. Much better. And we're, you know, we're in a sound booth. Mm. You can be in like a sound booth. Remember those ones that you can just like pop up and they're like a thing and you can just stand in them and just. Yeah, like at the mall. Like at the mall. (laughs) Yeah, when you want to do singing. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know what I was. So I was trying to find things that went like. That fell in line with your types of things. yeah, um, like like and apparently creatures. And yeah, stuff. I was kind of surprised at how many creatures there apparently are in America because, like I said, I have not heard of any of these things. So I don't know how popular they are. Let us know if you have creatures where you live. <laughs> have you got a little creature where you live? There were so many. It. There's really there's really quite a lot of them. Um, okay, but. I, I kind of organized mine like people and then creatures and then um, a couple just other things at the end. So we're going to start off with people. I can't remember who the people were that you mentioned. Uh, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah, I don't know. And um, <laughs> there, that was about it. I think there were kind it. of, there were probably more people. Yeah. Um, in American like folklore. Yeah. Than than creatures oh, or yeah. like just stories or whatever. Um. So I 
I picked out the most popular ones. The most popular ones in my head, anyway. Um, and these are in no particular order, except for the order that I found them in. Yeah. <laughs> and they come from all different websites, guys. If you're interested in any of these, just Google them and you can find them. Yeah. Just know ahead of time that um, when I'm talking about them, that these are not my words. These came from somebody else's Not my website. words, but the words of some website. Wikipedia. Um, I, I got a couple things from Wikipedia, but then the other ones were just like from, you know, I think list. my I think my list was from countryfile.com, so... Well, aren't you fancy? Fancy. <laughs> fancy schmancy. No, I apologize if if by chance the person um, who wrote these words that I'm about to speak is listening and I'm not giving you proper credit, but it is easy enough. Just Google and it will come up. It's like the top websites that came up. The top websites of American myths and legends. Okay. And urban legends. So the first one is Paul Bunyan. Oh, I've heard I've heard about it. Do you him. know Paul Bunyan? Well, I've, I've, you, you've talked... Either you've talked about it or I've heard it somewhere. I wonder if I mentioned And I him. used to think Paul Bunyan, and it's just like he was a guy that just had a bunion. <laughs> a really large bunion, and it was just like his name was Paul. So, you know, Paul Bunyan, Paul Bunyan. And I was like, that poor guy, you know, they, all they remember him for is his bunion. <laughs> do, you, do you know anything else about him besides his bunions? <laughs> um, he was something to do with the Revolutionary War, wasn't he? Uh, no, not really. Wasn't he? No. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Somebody with bunions, apparently. <laughs> bunions in the Revolutionary War. Paul Bunyan was like Civil War. A lumberjack. I mean, uh, I guess oh, he's not really yes. associated with wars. I mean, um, well, someone had bunions. He's based, they think, on um. Like two different French Canadian oh. lumberjacks who were quite like notorious for their behavior. Oh, I've heard of that now. Yes, now now it's all coming back to me. You know, like in movies and stuff like that when someone's chopping wood. Yeah. Or you know, he, he's, oh, he's he's a regular Paul Bunyan. Paul Bunyan, yeah, he's got the plaid shirt. And, and, and I used to think, oh, Paul Bunyan, you and know, the jeans that are like cut off because they're they're. They can never be long enough yeah. for him because he's so huge. <laughs> so he's a fi- he's a fictional guy then. He's fictional. He's like Robin Hood. I think he's he's fictional. He but he's they think based off of these two French Canadian lumberjacks. Um, one of them who was like no- notoriously like a really big guy and who would get drunk and get in like bar fights yeah. and stuff. And I think maybe killed when, some. When, when was this? Killed somebody. Um, I don't know. I think most of this stuff comes from like colo- between colonial, colonial and yeah. civil war period. Oh, okay. So yeah. like a matter of a hundred years. Yeah. You know. Yeah, something like yeah. I-, I don't really have an exact date on when this kind of started popping up. Um, the other the other lumberjack guy was he did something with farming. I don't know. I don't have it in my notes. Anyway, they think. Paul Bunyan is like a combination of those two guys and just yeah they were like um French Canadian campfire stories you oh, know oh yes yes that got you know cr- that crossed the border into woodcutter yeah that, lumberjack yeah, yeah that crossed the border one of the guys joined um oh there here you go so this must have been around the civil war cuz one of the guys joined um one of the states during the Civil War, one of these French lumberjack guys, not French, French Canadian lumberjack guys, joined 
I guess, the North. The Union. The Union. Um, during the Civil War. And, and you and... know, he cut down all the wood for them to <laughs> use. Yeah, something. And they called him Paul Bunyan because they didn't know his name because he was speaking French. Okay, so here's <laughs> so here's the part that are that are not, you know, my words. Um, if it weren't for Paul Bunyan, America just wouldn't be as interesting geographically. French-Canadian lumber camp legends about Bunyan, which were later adapted by Americans, claimed that he was delivered to Earth by five giant storks since he was already dozens of feet tall as a baby. Wherever he went, as he got older, he stood 63 axe handles tall and created several um, major landmarks. His footprints created Minnesota's 10,000 lakes. His shovel created the Grand Canyon as it dragged behind him. His use of rocks to extinguish a campfire created Mount Hood. Bunyan was accompanied by his blue ox, Babe, who was almost as big as he was. And statues of Bunyan and Babe have been erected all across the country as a testament of America's love of a tall tale. So... He's just like this giant, kind of like the Giant's Causeway in Northern Ireland. I guess so, yeah. That story of like, oh, how was this Causeway thing? Well, there was a giant who wanted to have a fight with, in Northern Ireland, who wanted to have a fight with the giant Mm -hmm. over in Scotland. Yeah. So they started building this thing to get to them. And then, then, but he heard that this giant was huge. (laughs) Yeah. And he was like, he's going to beat you. And so he stopped building it. And that's why it looks like that. (laughs) Stop building it and go home. Um, It's funny because I remember the name Paul Bunyan, but I couldn't remember. And his ox. I remember that he had an ox. Um, But I couldn't really remember. He had an ox. But I couldn't really remember what else he did. Like, I didn't remember that he created the lakes and all of this kind of stuff. You know, I just remember yeah, that he was like a and, giant. And carved you know? out the Appalachians and all that. The Grand know, Canyon. The Grand Canyon and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know? yeah. um, but, I, but I vaguely remember learning about him in school. So it's like, what does that mean? You know, like, are they teaching, like, this is how things actually were created like, well, when I was in elementary Bunyan. school? Yeah, he was, I, I, no, I always thought he was just kind of, some kind of, like, you know, Robin Hood type figure. No, he didn't. Bunyan. He just created landmarks, you know, just by going around, really. I mean, but I <laughs> didn't realize like, oh. he was a giant. You know, oh, yeah. A giant. Yeah, that was the only thing I could really remember about him. Um, yeah, he was a giant. A giant Paul Bunyan. And his ox was With blue. a giant Bunyan. And, his, and he had a giant blue ox as well. <laughs> well maybe it was the ox that created It could have been, yeah. Um, the second one is Johnny Appleseed. That's a cider, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Which is actually, like, I think a lot older than the Paul Bunyan um, tale. He's the one who who invented apples. He was based on an actual person. Um, Okay, here here we go with the not my words part of the program. Not my words? If you dig too deep into the origins of American folk heroes, you might be disappointed. The man known as Johnny Appleseed wasn't a magical scatterer of apple seeds from sea to shining sea. He was just a regular guy named John Chapman who worked as a nurseryman in the late 1700s. While that's not as exciting as the legend, Chapman's real life was interesting enough. He owned land from Ohio to Indiana, worked as a Christian missionary, and helped make peace between Native Americans and white settlers. Okay. So he planted a bunch of apple and pear trees. Like he he actually did 
plant these trees and um yeah made that like an kind of i i think maybe an industry up there you know from from the time yeah. he did it to i don't know if they still, they still make a, them up there yeah. but they still plant those trees yeah orchards and stuff yeah but the tale was that he was like a little magical guy and he like kind of oh, kind of went yeah. around like a little elf type like little of thing elf. and sprinkling his magical seeds <laughs> yes. and oh and he made everything grow and it was all very like magical how did that come about then yeah i don't know like 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 late 1700s mm-hmm. i mean they must have had some people thinking <laughs> stuff up they were just like, oh yeah, you know that guy John Chapman. John Chapman, he was Johnny Appleseed uh, by night. You know, it was maybe. It sounds like it would be a nickname, doesn't it? Johnny Appleseed, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh Johnny Appleseed. Oh, he's always plant. Yeah, it sounds like he's always would- planting apple trees. It sounds like something British people would have called him. Oh yeah, Johnny Appleseed down the pub. <laughs> Appleseed, yeah, Johnny Appleseed, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. why, Dad? Why do they call him Johnny Appleseed? Is I thought his name was John Chapman. It's like, oh yeah, he's always planting apples. He's, he's always, always, planting, he's always planting, planting apple, apple trees. Seeds, yeah, yeah. Why do they call him Johnny Appleseed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's 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 how it came about. That's how it came about. The end. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Um. The Appleseed Man. I also have on here Davy Crockett. Is the next person Davy Crockett? Mm-hmm. Yes, that was the Alamo, though, wasn't it? Um, what do you mean? That was the Alamo. Uh, yeah, Davy Crockett was a real person. Yeah, I was going to say he's a real person at the Alamo. He is also. a real person. Um, but he. <sighs> Have you ever heard the song? The Ballad of Davy Crockett. Davy, Davy Crockett. Maybe that was like a. Da, 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 the Wild Frontier. Was that something that came out, um, like in the when it came out? Or did I'm, it come out because of the Alamo film or something? I'm not a hundred percent sure, actually. So Davy Crockett was like a legend in his own time. Yeah. Basically, because of himself, because he was always like telling tales about his adventures. He was yeah. one of those kind of people, you know. He made crap up. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he made crap up, and then other people made made up crap about him. Yeah. So, so the tales. He was just like, yeah, I'll just pick the good ones and go with that. All the bad ones, no, that didn't happen. Oh, this guy Davy Crockett. Have you heard about him? Oh, you you know, and the he tales just got taller and taller. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so born in 1796, again, these are not my words, Davy Crockett was nearly a legend without fictitious additions to his story, but they came nonetheless. By Crockett's own account, he killed a bear when he was only three years old. True? Maybe not. Killed so a bear when I was only three yeah, years old. Oh, when I was three years old, I killed my first bear. You know, he's yeah. like one of these guys, like, um... Like Gaston and Beauty and the Beast, you know, he's like pumping himself up and yeah, Yeah, like talking crap. Yeah, just one of the. I mean, you've met so many people like that. When I was when I was in school, I killed my first bear at three years old. But can you imagine, like back then, the internet didn't exist, so people weren't just going online, going, "Oh, that Davy Crockett, he's full of crap." (laughs) I I went to school with him when we were three, and he never. There were no bears. There were no bears there. (laughs) 
In fact, he never, he, he was scared of bears, actually. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, that is not something that I have in these notes. Well, let me just finish. Okay. True. Maybe not. But Crockett swore it happened. More stories emerged of Crockett's rough and tough childhood with lots of bear, bully, and snake encounters that all ended with him as the victor. Whether or not these stories are true is unclear. What is true is that Crockett represented Tennessee in Congress, but when he was defeated for re-election, he went off to explore Texas. He, uh, his travels led him into the battle at the Alamo, where he was shot and killed. Tales of Davy oh, Crockett yeah, yeah. show him wearing a coonskin cap and carrying his rifle, which he lovingly called Old Betsy. Old Betsy. There is a th- thing, because in t- being from Texas... As a kid, and and I think just like, because that's just the way it used to be. I think as time is going on, we're looking at the Alamo in a different way, in a different light, you know? We're looking at the fact that, okay, the Alamo was never these guys to, like, defend in the first place. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Um, But anyway, back when I was a kid, which was, you know, eons ago... We Davy Crockett was a hero, you know, because yeah. he died at the Alamo and da da da. But do you remember, and also because that John Wayne movie was so romanticized? Oh, gone, yeah. But do you remember the more recent Alamo that came out? Like, I don't know. I want to say in like twenty ten. I think it the was. late two thousands. Yeah. yeah, um, sometime. That one was supposed to have been a more realistic story. And I believe it's been a long time since I've seen that one. They portrayed him as, as like a, a bit, bit of, of a coward. Yes. Yeah. A bit of a lurker. Mm-hmm. A bit of a shirker. A yeah. Bit. Yeah. They do. I remember that now. And everybody was just kind of like, oh, yeah, it's it's a wildly different version. Because I think it was John Wayne who played him in the original, wasn't it? Um, and of course they have John yes. Wayne doing the whole like yeah I'm John Wayne you know and it's like yeah. oh so heroic oh yeah. heroic but he was actually like I think he got like punked into going to the Alamo in the first place yeah I think yeah I think someone lured him there saying there's gonna be money or something not yeah. lured him but just were like oh yeah because they they, they all basically knew it was like Instant a battle death. that was not yeah. going to be won. Yeah. yeah. Um, Suicide, basically. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, the Mexican army were going to retake that position. Yeah, and they know? couldn't gather up enough people to come and, you know, enough people that wanted to go. And so they were like, oh, well, you're the great Davy Crockett, aren't you? You know, and you're, yeah. don't you, shouldn't you, you know, they they basically use like reverse psychology on him yeah. where he was like, okay, yes, I'm going to go. But at first he was like, nah, I'm not. I'm not go. I'm not gonna go. Yeah, yeah I'm not really interested. That's not not my fight. Not my fight. <laughs> None of my business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, I mean, how do they know that that's really the way it went? I, I don't know. You know, maybe there were enough historical like documents around that that said, oh yeah, and I and I told. Crockett this or that, yeah. you know, that they were able to go, oh, okay, well, he wasn't such the hero that yeah, everybody, everybody p- portrayed, yeah, yeah. And everybody, you know, because, I mean, they, they obviously picked him as this hero, you know, the Ballad of Davy Crockett or whatever. Yeah. And well, so, because of his own, like, oh, all the adventures I've bluster, had yeah. and all that, yes, yeah. 
Yeah, the, there was a lot of bluster there. So, mm. you know, they just said, okay, then let's make a movie. And, you know. Yeah. But now it's just kind of like everything's like, okay, yeah, the, the reality of what happened is this. Yeah. You know? And I think that's why he landed on these, like, um, folklore kind of list because it's a little bit like yeah probably the stuff he said about himself was not true yeah 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 you know and yeah he was in congress and stuff and that's great but you know was he like was he the almighty davy crockett you know probably not um but it's funny because he's like the only one he was like a real person but he created his own legend well, yeah. So he's like. I mean, that's he, what everybody does, really. He's isn't it? The, you know, they create their own like legend. He's different. As long as there's nobody around to refute it. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot. Gonna, there's always going to be people who just go, ah, I don't believe anything everything that guy says. He's talking a load of crap. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. And I'm sure you know the naysayers got their way in the end because you know it's just kind of like, well, the reality of it is, it's like. He probably didn't kill a bear when he was three. And, you know, he probably wasn't all that heroic at the Alamo. He probably just turned up and he was trying to hide with the... Something about him hiding with the women mm, and children or something, Yeah, I think, I think oh, so. Oh, yeah, he was always in the... And people were like, oh, well, yeah, he was just after the women all the time or whatever. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, no, he was he was <laughs> hiding in there. Yeah. <laughs> so he wouldn't get shot. Um. Okay, we're on to Creatures. Creatures. And the first creature that I have is El Chupacabra. I'll have the El Chupacabra, please. <laughs> El Chupacabra, por favor. <laughs> um, I think I mentioned it when we were talking about the Hounds of the Baskerville, or um, what was something. Yeah, you, I think you, you did. Yeah, you did. You had like a dog or something on your list. I yeah, think. it was a hound. Um, and I think I mentioned it then because basically Chupacabra is a heavy creature the size of a small bear with a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail. And it takes its name from the fact that it's supposed to attack animals and drink their blood, especially goats. Well, it's OK, because I think Davy Crockett, Crockett killed it when he was three. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think you did mention that before that... Um, El Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. And he's he's some sort of like Mayan kind of like uh maybe or no. or is he just Mexican? Uh, Mexican, I'm not sure exactly where from. So I don't know if they know about El Chupacabra in the rest of the United States or if it's just because I'm we you know, I live in Texas. I live in but Texas is a lot of Mexican Mexico. influence. Yeah. yeah, I mean used to be Mexico, you know. Yeah. Um so probably down here and then in the rest of the Southwest, you know, probably also yeah. I'm going to assume. I always thought when people talked about it that it was supposed to have been more like a dog. So that's why I mentioned yeah, like it when hound, you were. Yeah, yeah. It's like a big black dog. Yes. Yeah. Like a like a freaky monster looking like dog, hound, but, more, yeah. but more but but more like a dog. I mean, they're describing it like a heavy little, creature, like kind of like bear. a bear. Yeah. But with I a. Mean, guess walked i mean i don't know yeah but it's like but with a and i don't understand with a with a row of spines reaching from the next to the base of the tail oh spines oh Oh, like like a like like, a spine no like a lizard or like like oh yeah like like the spiny lobe fish type things like yeah so that's almost more like like an iguana or something i mean yeah but how many of them were there 
What do you mean? Spines. A row of spines reaching from the base of the neck to the base of the ta- the tip of the tail. So it's just, so it's just know, a big pokey things all down his yeah, back. I mean, <laughs> that's that's interesting. No, I always just envision El Chupacabra, like, like a kind of a messed up looking dog. You know, well, yeah. <laughs> it's just like well, that's what the hand of the Baskervilles was. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, the next creature on the list is the jackalope. I've ever heard of a jackalope? I, yeah, you, you've told me. I think I've heard of a jackalope. I don't think I've ever said jackalope to you because I never think about jackalope, but I have heard of it. It's like a cross between an antelope and a jackal. Uh-huh. Is that what it it's is? Like a, it's like a... Half bird, half... It's like a monstery looking rabbit with antlers. Oh. Yeah. Like a jackrabbit. Like a jackrabbit, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think appara- I have heard of that. And apparently people like think that this exists you know like there are people out there that That, go no no that's not fake that really does exist you know like the loch ness monster you know yeah i guess no it does really exist now Mm. i'm here and i'm ready to ready for the sighting (laughs) yeah ready for the sighting of my jackalope so whether the jackalope actually exists or is simply a hoax popularized by a Douglas, Wyoming resident in 1939 is still hotly debated today. For those who believe the jackalope, uh, for those who believe the jackalope is said to be an antlered species of rabbit, sometimes rumored to be extinct, one of the rarest animals in the world, it is a cross between a now extinct pygmy deer and a species of killer rabbit. <laughs> I mean... You know, those terrifying killer rabbits. We see, we've seen we some s- of those terrifying killer yeah. rabbits on the trail. <laughs> we little, see when we go little cottontails. <laughs> However, occasional sightings of this rare creature continue to occur, with small pockets of jackalope populations persisting the in the American West. The antlered species of rabbit are brownish in color, weight between three and five pounds, and move with lightning speeds of up to 90 miles per hour. <laughs> I mean, like an antelope running away from a predator, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just something, you know, someone put together. Like, they saw a jackrabbit and an antelope together, and they thought, oh, let's create the jackalope as, yeah. a, as a villain for my story, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what happened. But, I mean, people out there are like, no, I've seen it. It's real. <laughs> it's like one of them bobcats and mountain lions, you know? Yes. Um. So next on the list, you'll definitely know Bigfoot. Yeah, I think that's about as famous as... Um, the Loch Ness. Yeah. 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 Uh, Bigfoot, also commonly referred to as Sasquatch, is a purpur- purported ape-like creature said to inhabit the forests of North America. Many dubious articles have been offered in attempts to prove the existence of Bigfoot, including anecdotal claims of visual observations, as well as alleged video and audio recordings, photographs, and casts of large footprints. Some are known are known or admitted hoaxes. Tales of wild, hairy humanoids exist throughout the world, and such creatures appear in the folklore of North America, including the mythologies of indigenous people. Bigfoot is an icon within the fringe subculture of cryptozoology and an enduring element of popular culture. Bigfoot, yeah, it's the same thing as Sasquatch. Bigfoot and Sasquatch, same thing, yeah. Same thing, yeah, because mm-hmm. I used to think Bigfoot and Sasqu- Sasquatch was a different 
thing, you know? Oh, yeah. And I was like, why are they calling him Sasquatch? It's like the same thing as the Yeti. The Yeti. Yeah, the But Yeti. the Yeti is, a uh, you know, like... What is... Do they also call him the... Uh, the abominable snowman. I was going to say the abdominal. <laughs> the abominable, the abominable s- snowman, yeah. Yes, I mean, they're the same thing, right? I, I they're think like, so. They're like humanoid, like Yeah, like I thought the yeti, yeah. the yeti, yeah, but I don't know why the abominable snowman, because he doesn't look like a snowman, does he? But he's a snowman. He's yeah. like a snowman. He's basically yeah. Bigfoot, only white, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> or white fur or whatever, yeah. yeah. Um... Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, the next one is La Llorona. And again, this one's going to be probably yeah. like the Chupacabra, like it only exists yeah, down and here. Regional. And no, I've never heard of it. In the southwestern United States, um, La Llorona is pre-Hispanic colonization. Oh, so, so like Mayan. It's then. like a Mexican folklore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it exists in America as well. The legend has a wide variety of details and versions. In a typical version of the legend, a beautiful woman named Maria marries a rich ranchero to whom whom she bears two children. One day, Maria sees her husband with another woman, and in a fit of blind rage, she drowns her children in a river, which she immediately regrets. Unable to save them. Oh no. Unable to save them. And consumed by guilt, she drowns herself as well, but is unable to enter the afterlife, forced to be in purgatory and roam the earth until she finds her children. Recurring themes and variations on La Llorona myth include a white dress, a white wet dress, nocturnal wailing, and an association with water. Oh, so kind of like the Lady of the Lake type thing. Yeah, um, the white lady, I think I've also seen too. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're usually like around water and they're just like dripping and you yeah. can't see their faces and they just yeah, look like a ghostly long, figure. Long, yeah. And they're just like crying, wailing. Always crying. Yeah. Oh, drown my kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's a similar kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah, La Llorona is the, the crying The crying woman, woman yeah. yeah. Um. The last two that I have are are actually fictional stories by Washington Irving. Um, from when? The first one, from like mm, the early 1800s, but they're oh, both yeah, set yeah. in the 1700s. Well, yeah. Um, so the first one is... The Legend of Rip Van Winkle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that one. You, you know he him. He sleeps all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's always sleepy. It basically boils down to a story about not accepting liquor from strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I accepted this bottle of liquor and I fell asleep. Yeah, I think they've made several, like, Disney cartoons, haven't they? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he, the Legend of Vip, Rip Van Winkle. The story goes, and this is, I think literally the story um rip was a real personage and the van winkles were a considerable family in their day an idle good-natured happy-go-lucky happy-go-lucky fellow he lived presumably in the village of catskill new york and began his long sleep in 1769 he was in the catskills (laughs) yeah his wife was a shrew and so to escape her abuse rip often took his dog and gun and roamed away to the catskills nine miles westward where he lounged or hunted as the humor seized him um 
And then in a September evening, he was up in the mountains and he was approached by this, like, basically little kind of goblin looking figure. Oh, yeah. And told to come with him and he goes and there there's a big group and they all look like scary (laughs) sounds like and and he's a little bit like oh and and they're not really talking to him and stuff but then they they um share their their liquor jugs or their whatever with him yeah and he suddenly feels like very like sleeping draft was put in it yeah he suddenly feels very out of it and so he goes Back to um, that, like, he's got this little area that he kind of lives when he goes to escape his wife. Yeah. So he goes back there and he goes to sleep like he, like he would. And he wakes up in the morning (laughs) and he's just like, oh, and he reaches for his gun and the gun crumbles in his hand. And then he noticed that his clothes are just hanging on him and they're all like moldy and like cobwebs and everything. And he'd slept for like a thousand years. And he's just like, what in the crap? And so he goes, he goes back to town and his house is all like overgrown and everything. And and he doesn't recognize anything. And the town is much bigger. And he goes into this pub that he, that he knows. Yeah. This is starting to sound. And they're like, and they're like, and he's, and he starts asking about people and they're like, oh no, he died, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. And. Um, Van Winkle is dead. It was a colonial town when he went to sleep, and now it's a bustling Republican town. And oh yeah, like yeah. a sit, like a city. And um, he learns that his wife had died, and and there, he's like, oh, asks about, well, what about Rip Van Winkle? And they're like, oh, that's him over there. And he looks at him, and he's freaking out because he's like, how can that be, be uh, me? me? Yeah. But it's his son. They're like, oh, that's Rick Van Winkle Jr. or whatever, oh, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, his dad his dad left one night and never came home, probably fell off a cliff or something, yeah. you know, and he's just like, Oh god. And he figures out he's been asleep for twenty years. Oh yeah. So I thought it was like in some versions it was like a thousand or something. Maybe that was just kind of like the legend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, is this is this was an actual like written story but it just got so popular yeah. that the legend grew yeah. and spread and then obviously people added stuff onto it that and wasn't in the original Rip Van Winkle was actually real <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah apparently i guess over there they say oh don't go up into the catskills or like every 100 years or something like that or every 50 years maybe it is you can go up into the catskills mountains and you can see these ghosts you know but oh, don't yeah. drink if they offer you like if they offer you, you offer a drink, you'll be out for twenty years, mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, it only happens in September, like every fifty years. Yeah, it said in the story like it'll happen again in nineteen oh nine. I think yeah. it was something something like that. Um, and then the last one is the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which was written also yeah. by Washington Irving. Um, a gothic story by American author Washington Irving contained in his collection of 34 essays and short stories titled The Sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon Gent. <laughs> Crayon Gent. <laughs> uh, written while Irving was living abroad in Birmingham, England, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow was first published in 1819 mm-hmm. along with his companion piece Rip Van Winkle. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is among the earliest examples of American fiction and enduring popularity, especially during Halloween because of the character known as the Headless Horseman, believed oh, to be yes. a Hessian soldier who was decapitated by a cannonball in battle. Yeah. Apparently, they consider it Ameri- the first American ghost story. 
Sleepy Hollow. The Legend of Sleepy yeah. Hollow, yeah. Um, and it follows the tale of Ichabod Crane, a lean, lanky, and extremely superstitious schoolmaster from Connecticut. Uh, throughout the story, Crane competes with Abraham Brom Bones, Von Brunt, the town rowdy and local hero, uh, yeah. for the hand of 18-year-old Katrina Van Tessel, the daughter and sole child of wealthy farmer Baltus Van Tessel. Um, Ichabod Crane, a Yankee and an outsider, sees marriage to Katrina as a means of procuring um, his extravagant wealth, her yeah. father, father's extravagant wealth. Um, but then the the town bully basically is making fun of him and plays plays a serious prank, a series oh, of pranks yeah. on him, including like pretending to be um, the headless horseman and all of this stuff. One night, there's um, a harvest party. Uh, Crane attends a harvest party where he dances, partakes in the feast, and listens to ghostly legends. <laughs> um, and then he proposes to Katrina, but his intentions are ill-fated as he fails to secure Katrina's hand. Following his rejected suit, Ichabod rides home on his temperamental horse named Gunpowder, heavy-hearted and crestfallen through the woods between Van Tassel's farmstead and the farmhouse in Sleepy Hollow, where he is quartered at the time. As he passes several purportedly haunted spots, his active imagination is engorged by the ghost stories told at Baltus's harvest party. After nervously passing a lightning-stricken tulip tree purportedly haunted by the ghost of British spy made Major Andre, Ichabod encounters... Major Andre. Yeah, I remember him from Turn, didn't you? Oh, I vaguely, yeah. Yeah, him and Benedict Arnold. Oh, yes. Um, Ichabod encounters a cloaked rider at an intersection in, an, in a menacing swamp. Unsettled by his fellow traveler's eerie sighs and silence, the teacher is horrified to discover that his companion's head is not on his shoulders, but on his saddle. Oh, but yeah anyway that's it that's it that's it <laughs> that's it for all of america <laughs> and and he was just never seen again ichabod crane He's so never, well i mean yeah i mean there like, was that there was that show that they released a few years back sleepy hollow with them um, oh yeah forget what his name tom, is now. tom meisen tom meisen yeah he played ichabod crane but ichabod crane in that respect was a british soldier that had turned to the uh rebel side yeah and he was helping them you know mm. and he was one of washington's spies or something and he something about he that was a little bit rip van winkle wasn't it because he woke up and it was like the 2000s yeah he, he <laughs> Something happened, and I can't remember some. It wasn't like a time traveling. Yeah, it was was like a magical like thing. Yeah, he'd been like cursed by a witch or something. Something. Yeah, yeah. and the headless horseman followed him there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good the first season. Anyway, I mean, I think it ran for like three or four. Mm. Yeah, we stopped. I don't know. I think we stopped watching it because it was kind of like it it started to be the same thing every episode. Well, yeah, it it was was a bit death in paradise. Or it was was getting ridiculous. I can't remember why, but um, yeah, Tom Mm. Meisen, you guys. (laughs) He's a a good looking guy. I mean, yeah, I don't know what he's been in recently. Yeah, uh, but I always loved that, the Disney version of that when I was a kid, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. It was like just a short, and I think it was with like, 
Frog and Toad's Wild Ride or something like that was was like the other half of it. Um, Frog and Toad's Wild Ride, and then they did, and then there was Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, that's I all think, I have for you. And I think that was very cute. I think it was. I, it was a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. If you've lasted this long, yeah, <laughs> bless you. Yes. Let us know any that we left off the list. Obviously, like depending on where you are in the country, you might have very different um, legends and myths. And I would like to know them, actually. Yeah. So let us know. Yeah. Leave us a comment. Other than that, follow us on social media. Check out our Patreon page if you would like to become a patron and um, receive all sorts of extra perks and podcasts and yeah podcasts pictures various, and perks various the things. three p's <laughs> um other than that yeah thank you for tuning in as always we really appreciate your support and we will talk to you next time talk to you next time goodbye goodbye, goodbye.